If you are hearing my voice, that means you are listening to the GameSpot After Dark podcast, episode 121. I am your host, Tamar Hussain, joined by Jordan Ramey. What up, what up? I'm back after missing the really big Halo uh, conversation last week. <laughs> Nobody cares about that, like mate. We're moving on. Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. We don't yeah, have to talk yeah, about yeah, it yeah. at all. Also joining me is Jean-Luc Seipke. I'm hurt. I'm hurt that you didn't say my name I just first. wanted to mix it up. I just wanted to keep you, know, you on your toes, you know? I just I got used to it, and I expected yeah. it, and I was... I have taken your spot. Hurt my feelings. That happens. <laughs> now you have to... Next, The thing is that next week, you're going to wonder whether you're going to be first or you're not. So you have something to look forward to, some, something to anticipate. The final puzzle piece of this puzzle this game spot after dark puzzle is of course lucy james games filling in the middle slot doesn't require a lot of effort to get in there anymore because of the other pieces are in place but it's very satisfying once you put it in there you're like oh the full picture it's cool how you doing this that feels like an insult like you played it off as a compliment yeah. but it feels like an insult <laughs> you, know, you take what you want out of it you take what you want out of it i thought you were saying it just because um I, I bought those Mass Effect puzzles and I thought that oh, yeah. was like a, a slide. You bought the it. Mass Effect puzzles? Of course. Do you even I did. do puzzles, Lucy? Mate, do you yes, even I do, do puzzles? No, yeah, I, yeah. Do. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I do. Um, uh, hi, everyone. Hello. I've got I've got your Mass Effect mass map up, up, up above me as well. I need to give you that. Oh, yes, please. Thank you. I don't, I don't know where they came from. I don't remember if I bought them. I don't remember if BioWare sent them. <laughs> I don't remember where they come from, but I have two massive mass mats. And uh, yeah. So let's move on to what we've been playing. And we're going to start off with Jean-Luc. You get to go first because I robbed oh. you of your first place position previously. What have you been up thank, to? Thank you. Uh, so I have been trying to catch up on a couple of games because, uh, oh, Lord, got to submit that game of the year list next week. That conversation. Oh, uh, shit. So yeah. I'm like, oh, desperately, I, I downloaded... Life is Strange. Um, I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to play that. I'm going to try and get through, I think, Psychonauts. Um, but I did finally finish Inscription, which I've talked mm -hmm. about Ooh. several times on the podcast. Last time I talked about it, I really liked that first act, and then I fell off pretty hard on that second act, uh, just because of the, the way it kind of changes the structure. I was like, uh, wasn't really that into it. Um, did go back to it eventually, kind of, I, I don't want to say powered through it, because I think I, so my mistake was, a ba when you start the second act, they give you, like, four different, I'm trying to be so vague, because I really don't want to spoil it for people, they give you four different, like, mm. decks that you can pick, and I apparently picked the most complicated, hardest deck, because I just was like, that seems like a cool deck, and they don't really explain it to you. So that was kind of my fault, I guess. Uh, it, if I had picked a different deck, it would have been a less painful experience. Um, that's not really but, your fault if they didn't explain no, it. No, yeah. yeah. If it's not explained, yeah. that's design issues, not your, that's not user error. It's, it's Unless weird. it's designed to be like purposefully obtuse for like advanced players. But like, And what's, like what's really weird about it is that that second act just like throws you in the deep end with these like all these new mechanics and then the third act kind of takes a step back and reintroduces those mechanics in a more satisfying way that would have been like it feels like they should have been reversed in terms of the actual complexity of of the game uh hmm. but i yes i did get through the second act, got to the third act which is fantastic it is an excellent excellent third act it's when the game gets 
into the like oh shit stuff that everyone uh kind of has been raving about and like again mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil it but it gets very uh there were several times where i was like ah undertale i see yes uh like <laughs> that kind of that kind of energy about it um it it's it's quite good and i i think it's gonna end up in my game of the year even though that that second act wow. kind of uh kind of bummed me out a little bit i think you know that was just sort of like it that also the second act isn't as long as i thought it was i think i was like kind of like oh god okay i have to do this whole new thing and it turns mm. out it's actually like a lot briefer than i thought and so mm. um to anyone who maybe like is nervous about that or hit the second act i would say uh don't be it's not as intimidating as i initially thought it was don't pick the mage deck is all i'll say <laughs> just don't yeah. pick that one that's the that's the wrong deck to pick uh because that third act, it, oh boy, it goes places, and they do some really, really good stuff. I I want to talk about it so bad, but I also don't want to say anything. But there were some like you can't do that. You can't just intro- Jordan. Did you beat it? Yeah, I did beat it. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm like square in the camp that like act three. I think does like bring it back a little bit for me, but still, I'm like act one is like by far the best part of that game and then yeah. act two is not as good and then act three for me kind of fits right there in the mm-hmm. middle but like act two is definitely going for without going to spoilers like the vibe of the old school games where they kind of like old school zelda where they kind of drop you into a space and not tell you what you're supposed to do and mm. kind of let the player figure out what you're supposed to do which in deck building games i feel like is not wise <laughs> I've heard people describe this game as like a metaphor for like the, the like progression of like game history, and I sort to see what they're saying with that. I'm not sure if I 100% see it, but like it does get weird with it, where it's like it keeps mixing things up and sampling stuff, and yeah, the the part at the end where it just goes off the rails, uh, and I was like, you can't, you can't do that, you can't build an entire mechanic for what is essentially going to be only in the game for five minutes that's insane why would you do that that's what the heck um but yeah really good i highly recommend it it's great and i don't want to say anything else (laughs) yeah i need to get back to that one yeah i was gonna say have you played it are you you interested in it i i started it but i had like a half hour between doing stuff and I was like, oh, this is not how I want to experience this game. So, but then I've been like so busy recently. I just haven't had time to sit and play a game that requires more brain cells than, you know, just shooting people in Halo. I respect the risk that that game takes because it's like, it could have been a game that they could have been very safe with it. And they went for a game where it's like, look, some people are going to really like this and some people are just going to absolutely not... (laughs) enjoy what we do with this because in terms of like deck building games the only one i can really think of that i ever put a significant amount of time into and this was when it first launched was hearthstone and so i don't think i've really Mm. touched the genre since so it's not like i have much to jump off um people really loved hearthstone in the uk office remember yeah we were big into it like we had we had tournaments we would play all the time like lunchtime when it came to phones, that was mm. a bad day for the office productivity. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that game, like, even in, in, like, if you play it for, like, the first half an hour, like Lucy did, it makes such a strong first impression. Yeah. That, like, I think that's God, the, the that's the reason, yeah, that's the reason Act 2 kind of hits hard, because the first act is so, so distinct and unique. So when it pivots, you're like, no... Right. I, I, don't want this. I wanted more of Act One. Yeah. <laughs> and and Act Three, I think, is where like it delivers that. And then and then some. Like again. It's like it's worth yeah. it to get to Act Three because of just some of the weird Act shit it pulls on wild. you. Act three is <laughs> fucking wild. Yeah. I, I I'm on I'm on like I'm still in Act One, but there's a boss that I, I think it's like the third boss, the one with the hook. It's like a fishmonger or Oh the fishmonger fish dude. Yeah. yeah. He just does this really annoying attack where he just kills all of your cards like mm. for no reason whatsoever and you're like i hate this so, I, I will also say i think act three very smartly doesn't feel as challenging as act one and two like um it, it adds these things that kind of like keeps the keeps the momentum of it going in a way that um i think is smart because you're sort of like okay i'm ready to i'm ready to finish this game i want to see the ending and I, I don't think the game has as many barriers about it the way like act one and two do so mm -hmm. Yeah, how long do you take it? it to complete? Uh, not too long. Let me check Steam here. I was about to say, if I were to guess, I would assume it'd be in like the ten to twelve hour range. Yeah, something Ooh. like that. It uh, looks like it's eleven hours on how long to beat, which is cool. Let's see. Um, relatively. Inscription. Inscription took me eleven hours. So yeah. Nice. That seems about right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back to it as well, but you know. Mm -hmm eventually i'm very interested to see where the site as a whole all of us kind of land on it because i think there are some people here who are like super positive and hyped on inscription and some people who are like oh inscription's pretty good but it's not mm -hmm. like my mm -hmm. favorite yeah. what yeah, else have I, you been doing john luke um i have been playing halo is mostly what i've been <laughs> playing <laughs> it's real it's real damn good. I mean, I, we talked about it a lot. Uh, although I guess this is an opportunity for Jordan to say anything mm -hmm. if he wants to talk about it. But yeah, it's, I wrote a whole article on my thoughts about it. <laughs> on your thoughts. <laughs> yes, which I'm currently editing right now, uh, and will be up by the time people listen to this. Uh, but yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, so J Halo Jordan's baby review in progress is now live on Gamespot.com. But yeah, Jordan, if you want to briefly reiterate how you're how you're feeling about it. I do not, I've gotten so many comments from people I know, like Chris and Phil, from strangers, from like friends I haven't talked to in a while. I do not care how hard any of you try. There is no version of this timeline where I start liking Stockpile. I'm I with you, Jordan. I'm <laughs> with like you. Stockpile. I don't like Stockpile like, at all. <laughs> I don't mind it. It took Everyone a while. Everyone keeps coming at me being like, Jordan, Stockpile's pretty good. It's just like a bit no, of not... a more team-based capture the flag. I'm like, you're fucking wrong. It's too slow. <laughs> it, like, matches can exactly. take forever. And you're just yeah, sitting that... there being like, this is so boring. Like, It's the tug of war that is like evenly matched. And mm -hmm. you're just waiting for someone to slip in the mud more than uh, a team to like put in the strength to really pull pull. Together. Yeah, because like ha capture the flag also has like a, a tug of war. Like I was doing a ranked match where it was the entire match was just us back and forth, and at the end we only scored one point. And you're like, that sounds really dull. Like, oh, you guys didn't actually do much. But it because it's so small and it's just like the it, you could constantly feel the back and forth tension you know, of, like, trying mm. to, like, capture the flag or trying to capture their flag. Stockpile, it's so large that you're... And, and 
I, it, it feels more aimless in a way where it just doesn't yeah. feel like it feels like half the the team isn't even playing the objective. They're just like off like killing each other because that's what mm. they rather do because no one actually wants to bother picking up the power seeds and carrying them back to the base. I wonder I feel like what when would we happen... played the other day, we got a good rhythm going, but I think that was only because we were playing with like there were seven of us, and you know yeah. you can yeah. direct things. Mm -hmm. I think I, I the the less the less fun I've had with playing um shit. I almost said Splitgate. What the hell's it called? Seed, whatever, power, stockpile. cells, stockpile. stockpile. <laughs> I, I, the, 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 when the times that I've had the least amount of fun with it have just been when I'm playing with randoms. Also, I will say, I don't know if this is just me, but I don't feel like Halo does a good job of sort of telling you what mode you're loading into. I feel like every single game I play, I'm always like, wait, what are we doing? for a second like there's no yeah it does it very briefly i can't even remember because yeah. in the original games it's like you load in it's like slayer or something like that and like it mm -hmm. happens loud and long enough that you're like i know what i'm doing i know what this match is but either either they're not i can't tell you if it's even in there because i just don't remember it happening it probably is and we're just like tuning it out somehow mm -hmm. but like i feel like there needs to be a little more like hey this is what you're doing make sure that you know what you're doing and also there's like overlapping modes where it's like hey instead of picking this thing up you're picking up instead of a flag you're picking up a cell and it's like oh god i can't remember mm -hmm. what one what, what's what i feel like the thing that the older halos did really well to kind of like circumnavigate this problem is the fact that like oh you would pick a playlist that would be slayer or capture the flag or swat or whatever yeah. but then like you would if you did do multiple playlists it would be like do you want to play sword base swat uh high rise slayer or something or mm -hmm. something so people had to like actively vote for what they wanted so you had to pay attention between matches mm -hmm. to be like oh do i want to play slayer do i want to play swat do i want to play yeah. oddball mm -hmm. do i want to play uh infected and you don't have that with infinite no. yet since it's still in beta and they're like look these are your four playlists you want to do bots 4v4 12v12 or ranked I think I think the thing with um, fuck, what was it? Uh, seed gameplay mode again. I've forgotten the Stockpile. name. Of Stockpile. I just Stockpile. said it. <laughs> no, I but like that's Lucy what I'm like. Ago. I was just like seed. Um, seed well, it's game. because think... we always make awful jokes about seeds yeah. when we play. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna deposit my seed. Seeds, you know, yeah. it's have you it's found bad. yourself reverting to old teenage behavior playing Halo again? <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, 100%. I, ne I never left it. Never left it. <laughs> I think I would like to see what would happen if they put that gameplay mode on a much smaller map. Um, I th I feel like a lot of the issue I have with it is a lot of like time downtime and like lugging mm. this thing back and forth and throwing mm -hmm. it. And I wonder if it was like a more of like a constant back and forth where you're like desperately trying to shift it centimeters along by throwing it and treat it like. Instead of treating it like a, you know, fucking cross-country sprint, just treat it like a quick back-and-forth rugby match where you're, it's a little more, like, intense and you just reduce the amount of um, kind of seeds that you need to deposit, like three, yeah. three on each side or mm -hmm. maybe two on each side. And it's more of like a, a desperate struggle than a prolonged, you know, cross-country journey <laughs> that you're going through. Um, I think that might be a way to kind of introduce a bit more intensity and dynamism to it. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, anything else on it, Jordan? I mean, the rest of the game is great. I I love it. I 
I keep telling people, I'm like, oh, I keep accidentally saying that the battle pass is bad, and that's not necessarily true. The battle pass is great, the rewards are great, the challenges connected to the battle pass is, I think, where the mm-hmm. issue is, where you're not getting uh, experience for anything but challenges. But, like, the game itself, and y'all talked about this, like, last week, is it's just fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a fun, joyful experience. So even when I'm, like, staring at my battle pass level I'm like man i've played like 20 games and that bar has like moved maybe an inch and a half i'm mm-hmm. so like hey does anyone want to play like just one more round because i'm i'm having a great time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I the battle pass thing has been weird i did spend ten dollars on the battle pass this morning because i was like i want that i want that samurai outfit and that's completely I'm, unrelated to the battle that pass. That was though. the wrong thing to do, and uh, <laughs> that is that explains everything you need to know about the battle pass. Because I fucking yeah. hate battle passes that are this obtuse. Because it's like it layers it in a way. I it genuinely feels purposefully designed to be confusing, so that people spend money thinking that this is what they need to do when they don't need to. And I so I got like I did the battle pass and I unlocked nothing because I still need to earn stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why did I do this? I you mean, lose like, I, I don't mind nothing. It's a free game and I'm supporting for it, but like still, like making it as confusing as possible, which is not the one. Um, I also switched from Xbox to PC. Hell yeah! I switched from controller to you. mouse and keyboard. Yeah! How and, dare oh you? My <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Just my like I I played I've always played Halo my entire life controller, um so I'm ah. it's not like I'm not used to I'm used to playing first person shooters on controllers, but I think very naturally I'm a better player on mouse and keyboard thanks to my years of like Counter Strike and Unreal Tournament and mm. I jumped on like two days ago I was playing with um uh Simon Cardi and 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 a few of our friends uh. Joe from IGN and Gary. And then I played yesterday with uh, Andy Cortez and Blessing. And I was like, I was streaming it as well. And the people were watching on my stream and they were like, holy fuck, how are you this good at this game already? And I was like, I'm not this good. This is just my natural mouse and keyboard instincts <laughs> kicking in. Like once I hone it in, it'll be better. But like I was getting top of the leaderboards. I'm getting like quadruple kills and just like wrecking shop like damn a true gamer over here it, it felt like i i described it as when i play on con- controller i feel like i'm 30 years old and when i play on pc i feel like i'm 15 again and that is like <laughs> i'm just like yeah baby i still got it i still got it all, this, all those is the ping easier hours. to use on pc because it's like no, impossible to use on gamepad that's that's the no. downside of playing mouse and keyboard it the keys are not good like it doesn't feel good like i'm no, I haven't got a good setup for it uh, on I, mouse and keyboard. Um, I recommend a bit weird. I recommend setting middle mouse button to um, grenade. I find that uh, works a lot oh, better. That's a good shout. Um, because yeah. I think it's just like extra zoom, and I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. I'll put that on my <laughs> extra like, zoom. Well, yeah. my, my like mouse five or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, ping is like X, which is like kind of awkward. And then also you're like, no one even, you don't yeah. need the ping anyway. Who cares? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. the ping system is kind of weird because like sometimes I ping stuff in the distance and it's like, no, it's too far. I'm not pinging that for you. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll ping an enemy and I'll just be like, this area is called the bridge. I'm like, that's not what I was trying to ping and you know it. 
Yeah. yeah. I think enemies have to be close enough to you for it to register mm-hmm. as an enemy ping, which I'm like, this this defeats the Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah. Which basically means of what that, a ping it should be. Yeah, it basically means that snipers get a getaway scot free, never being pinged. Because I'm just yeah. like, I can see I can see the glint, but I can't tell anyone where they are. Or like sometimes my character will say, like, enemy over there, and other times they don't say anything. And even yeah, then, yeah. only I can really hear that. I never hear the few times I've seen my teammates say use a ping, I've never heard like them shout a thing in the way like yeah. Apex does. So it just that whole system needs an overhaul, it feels like. No. Yeah, but the the kind of gameplay itself is is incredible. Like I was playing mm. yesterday and I like hijacked a ghost in midair using a grappling hook and then like ran over oh, the so person yeah. I ran over the person who i hijacked in midair as they were falling <laughs> down and i was like this game is good in it this game is good and then i got rocket launcher out of the air so i was like fuck fuck this game um but yeah in- incredible game i'm excited to i'm like for the first time excited to jump into that event and do the uh the weeb shit and get a cool the weeb um, shit. Yeah. The weeb shit. It just reminds. I love you. it because it reminds me of the. Uh, remember the craze for the Hayabusa armor back in the day? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I look at that and I'm just like, oh, it's Hayabusa armor Ooh. all over again. Except this time they're monetizing our desire for it. Um, you hit see it. Yeah. I'm just waiting Sorry. for them to put in them cat ears. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that is only in a bot, and I'm like, I need, I need uh, it. Ten dollars, <laughs> I'll pay for it. I want <laughs> I it. <do> that. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, any any last last uh, words, sentiments on Halo? On Halo Infinite, uh, thank you three four three for releasing it early, so we don't have to do any weird technicality stuff to talk about Halo Infinite in games game of the year, top yeah. ten at the end <laughs> of the year. Oh yeah! Oh, you know what? Yeah, big shout out to them. Like we've been I mean, like this. pumping out so many guides and videos, and I'm like, I'm so glad we're doing this now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we, could be, we could be starting this. We could be starting this process like not even next oh, week, but the week after. Don't. <laughs> we still have single player. We still have single player. True. Um, John Luke, you've been also watching Cowboy Bebop. How? How? how mm, that face. That face. Oh no! <laughs> so like, before we get in, I w- I went in with the best of intentions. Okay. Me too. Approaching Me too. it. I pr- no. I've not seen a single episode. I approaching oh, okay. it. <laughs> Approaching it, I went in with like I wanted to give it the chance. I liked the 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 casting. I liked the thing, mm-hmm. and then I saw a picture of Jet with the whole uh, blackmail clip. Blackmail. Like, that's what killed it for me too. I'm like, I was like, no, and I'm out. No, like, and then I got tweets from people being like, yeah, the writing's not great, but the rest of it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm like. I, this, I I'm sorry. What, this, what does that this, mean? What does that mean? The writing's not good, but the rest of it's fine. What are they talking about? The it fucking gets better, costume design. Really no, like, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that clip, Lucy? No, I've seen. I've seen the the, the very. No, I've seen the one clip that I have seen is the very, very, very last scene where they introduce. I don't, don't want to spoil it. They introduced the other character. Okay, someone yeah, needs that, to bring up the screenshot the, that just has the line because it no, is... No, the blackmail clip is someone speaking, like Jet is saying to... Who is it? I can't remember. Okay, it's it's some, saying to a character. It's, it's a woman that woman. he's... Yeah. Uh, Dealing you know, with. Like, yeah. And he's like, that That sounds like blackmail. And she's like, yes, Jet. It's because you are black and you are male. And I was like, no. oh my God, no. That How whole, did they do this? That whole oh. scene. <laughs> and she's like thirsty for him. And yeah. it's just like... Oh my god, why? It hurts. So so that whole that whole scene 
is them they're trying to do like the noir like yeah. you know like jazzy temptress kind of character uh me and georgia described that whole scene as like just like anti-chemistry like no yeah. one in that scene had any <laughs> chemistry with each other and they're trying to be like yeah like look at us like banter back and forth and i was like i can feel like a black I... hole sucking all the charisma that out that line was written people were like yes this line okay, is good yeah, this is the good. actor looked at it Actors and was like yeah i can say this it. the actor said it they recorded it they watched it back and they're like yeah this all Ship checks it. out <laughs> and then there's the other scene where they introduce ed Oh my that's, god! So, so that's the one I was talking about. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. I mean, like they've already announced that Ed's in this. So I feel, yeah, I, I feel haven't like seen that scene. I've only they, seen the image. They've done Dude. that kid so day. Like, so oh, I feel, annoying. I feel bad. Uh, the wig. There's something like incre- Yeah, the wig. She like the the actress is is an actress, right? Um. So the actor goes by they them pronouns, but obviously they, them, Ed okay. is a girl. Okay, yeah. Ed, Ed is a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that the actress got actor sorry got done um real dirty by that scene because it's just it's difficult to watch and it is grating and the thing about it is it makes me feel how how's the best way to say this i don't care about this i don't care about the fact that cowboy bebop exists this in the live action form i don't care that there are people that enjoy it i don't care that there are people that don't enjoy it my biggest concern is this is the only thing that a broad a, a group of people will know of Cowboy Bebop. They mm. they have heard that Cowboy Bebop exists and everyone loves it, and they watch this, and it's basically like I hate the fact that there's Netflix's not or any Hollywood Western production that does stuff like this is let's take this anime and make a shit version of it so that there's an entire massive demographic of people that will only know this shit version of it. And they will write off the genius that is the original. Genuinely one of the best things ever created of all time, like a masterpiece. And they'll write it off because of they've seen this. And it's just like, oh, Mm -hmm. God. I still Um, haven't heard, though, of anyone like that. Because I was worried about that, too. But I actually haven't seen anyone like on twitter or tiktok or anywhere being like i've never uh-huh. seen cowboy bebop and the live action is like my first interpretation mm. of it this is what i think i'm like i the mainstream I've people might not actually be watching it. i know i've seen a few, i've seen quite a few but like if that's oh, really? the case and who is this for because it's not good enough for the fans like it's very evident that it's not good from the from the outside i, I, I don't like, think it's for anyone it? i think it's i think it's just they were hoping it would be for the fans mm. and they failed in that endeavor like <laughs> what do you think of it jean luc i realized that we didn't actually <laughs> uh i mean yeah you guys are pretty much spot on i i it, it like at best it's just kind of meh like like at its strongest like it's so like just it it feels like a roller coaster watching it where you'll you'll watch it and you're like oh that scene looks pretty good and like they did a lot of effort in the set design or that looked good and then other scenes look like we had three dollars for the budget and it looks like shit (laughs) and and you're like it's horribly inconsistent and i would say that just kind of applies to everything where you have the characters like uh jet legitimately the best part of the show the, the whoever i don't know like the actor they got for jet somehow sounds exactly like the english yeah. dub version of jet despite not being the same guy and he is like <laughs> clearly putting his heart and soul 
into being Jet, and it's it, and he's so good. Like I love him. Meanwhile, John Cho as Spike, I like John Cho. Remember, he he thought he was too sexy for the character. I think he's a bad Spike, though. I think he's a really bad Spike. Where Spike is, Spike is like a a a, a like a lazy himbo is like how I describe Spike <laughs> mm -hmm. Spiegel. Like he he's just Excellent. he's like he's lazy and he's like, <laughs> but he's like cool, but he's like he just kind of naturally is that way. And uh, John Cho's version of Spike just kind of comes across as like a dick. Like he he doesn't seem suave or cool. He just kind of seems like an ass. And he's just constantly bickering with Jet in a way that isn't, like, fun. You're just like, are you guys, like, why are you guys, like, friends? Like, why are you guys still hanging out with each other? You seem to, like, not like each other half the time. Mm -hmm. And so the worst part about this whole thing is that the, the original Cowboy Bebop is has no uh, traditional narrative structure, I would say. It, it's just, like... Here are fun adventures, each one standalone. It has that, you know, uh, that what kind of ends up being, I guess, like the overarching plot. But really, uh, with uh, with Jet, or not sorry, with uh, with Spike and the Syndicate and Vicious. But that kind of just is like in a couple episodes, right? And and mm. that kind of it's more in the background. And really, I would say like the the through line of Cowboy Bebop is just each episode, each standalone episode, you learn something new about the character. And like that sort of like the 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 hook, right? This they were like, well, we have to give it like a more traditional structure. So they take the vicious Spike Syndicate stuff and they make that the through line through the entire show. Hmm. So it there is no just this is a standalone episode. They always have to come back to the stuff with Vicious and with Spike, which in my opinion is the weakest part of Cowboy Bebop, the original anime. I think mm. that stuff is the weakest part. So the idea of like, well, we're going to expand upon it and make it better, in theory, that's a good idea. But it's so bad. And mm. it's, it's... Like, on paper, what you described to me sounds really cool, like giving Cowboy Bebop a through line. And sure. transforming, like, the worst part of it into something significantly better. That's not a better. bad that's way like, to go cool... with an adaption, right? Yeah. Like, in theory, <laughs> it should work, but the execution is is awful. Because it... I mean, for starters, the the actor for Vicious is just the worst. He's just so bad. I can't even describe how uncharismatic and mm. uh and no disrespect to this actor but he's he's very he's very ugly uh he does not look Damn. he's got this like horrible mug <laughs> uh, everything about his acting is just feels so forced i don't like vicious is so so bad in this um which is like saying something because again i i always thought vicious was the weakest part of the anime and they're like what if we did that but worse but um it never feels like the the standalone episodes get to get to breathe like the the, the bounties because they're constantly interjecting like it's not just oh we're doing this bounty like in the middle of it spike has to get attacked by an assassin that vicious sent after him and you're like okay and they've they've made all these changes that it, it as a fan it's really easy to nitpick and be like you change that you change that you change that the problem is more that i don't 
none of the changes feel like they actually improve or add anything meaningful mm. to the anime. It's like, well, why did you change that? Why, why are like, okay. Uh, so like, for example, like a, a big thing is that like Julia is more prominently in it. Mm-hmm. Julia is always like kind of referenced and shows up at the, the end of the original. But in this mm. from the get go, uh, Spike knows Julia is alive and Julia is like in multiple scenes and i'm just like why are you what what is this ad um and and it kind of just ends up taking away from i think the other stuff like there's there's never a sense that they are uh like starving or or just like constantly scraping by instead they have to add this whole new subplot where jet has a daughter and the whole reason he's trying to get money is because he has to get his daughter a birthday present and i'm like it wasn't enough that they were just like poor and they needed to bounty hunt to be poor because they needed money. They don't relate to poverty. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's so, it's so baffling. I, it's, uh, well, it's not very uh, good. Very excited for uh, <laughs> Gundam and Yu Yu Hakusho and One Piece and all the God, other. I can't live believe they're doing a live action One Piece. I cannot believe they're doing a live action One Piece. It how, can't be done. I refuse to believe even, that that can be done. How do you even do that? You can't. Mm. You actually can't, and it's going no. to fail. I guarantee <laughs> you, it's going to fail. <laughs> here is the thing, like. Hollywood and the Western world's hubris when it comes to adaptation is never clearer than when they think they can adapt anime. Because anime is a distinct visual, auditory, and storytelling medium that exists. And it yeah. is it is what it is because it is unshackled from traditional uh, restrictions of, of, of media, of storytelling, like live action. You can only do certain things with with uh actors and actresses and and special effects and that kind of stuff special effects these days are more advanced to where you could perhaps do something like a rubber man who stretches but within the framework of a live action it is nonsense it's pure idiocy it does not work because it looks (laughs) stupid it looks awful so when you try and do that it makes no sense well that's what makes like oh so that's what makes like ed such a hard character to try and like adapt is because you look at i get where it's like oh you know spike and jet they behave very uh human ed intentionally moves in a way that's like you could only do an anime and the idea of trying to like it just becomes awkward and cringy when you try and like take that style and yeah place it on a real person anime anime like cannot be properly adapted in a way that feels good like it does i've never seen a live action anime adaptation that feels Mm -hmm. good or doesn't make you feel weird even the best ones that are from japan whether it's you know or even the one that people like like the ace attorney live action adaptations the bleach or (laughs) whatever it may be they still look stupid like we're fans of those things but when you see like someone dressed as you know phoenix right you're like that looks dumb but I'm yeah. gonna watch it because it is. What I it think is. the only like anime you could ever like properly adapt into live action would be something that was like very clearly like high school slice of life, like very little in the way of like uh, exaggerated facial expressions mm. or movements or something like that. Like something that was already so 
not excitingly yeah. anime that but even then I, I, i'm trying to think something. of like just like the 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 humor and like the way they do like yeah like the facial expressions or you know like the i don't know how you adapt that yeah even even like something like gundam you could maybe get away with but why firstly like there's a different charm to gundam that is lost when you just turn those robots into live action um and and when you rely on them for a really long time like you like you said with um ed like there's a movement to to the gundam the mobile suits that are mm-hmm. that are like specific to to anime like you can't recapture it i could see them maybe doing something like an iron-blooded orphans where it's a little more grounded but even iron-blooded orphans has stuff like that is reliant on humor and characterization that outside of an anime just feels awkward and weird and it it makes you makes me feel like how i imagine people who saw and heard and think about anime fans think of them right like that's what live action mm. anime does you're like this is what this is what i <laughs> this is what the world look like this is what the world perceives <laughs> me as, as an anime fan and that's right. the biggest sin like the, yeah. the, if people were more honest they'd realize that anime is just a superior medium to live action and it just does not work wow like, it can't they can't they can't do it um so yeah, yeah. it is what it is yep um, i'm gonna hard oh. pass on that yeah, you you shouldn't. I'm only three episodes in, and I'm like, at this point, I'm I'm just hate watching it. Uh, which is I don't know. I, I don't even know if I'll finish it. Also, mm. last thing, the, that goddamn cinematographer needs to learn to get a level because every goddamn shot is a Dutch angle. He is giving Battlefield <laughs> Earth a run for his money, and I hate it. It's so bad looking. Like just making everything a Dutch angle does not make it look cool. It looks stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Lucy, what have you been up to? Uh, I I watched the first three episodes of Wheel of Time, which is Amazon's new um, oh fantasy series based on the book um, by Robert Jordan. Is it? He <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say about Robert and then leave it there. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? What's the? I know. What's what's. My roommate's obsessed with those book series, and oh, he refuses no. to stop talking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It. I've never read them, but I did watch it with um, two people who had, and uh, and Zach. So Zach and I were very much like, no idea what this is. Um, and basically, I mean the the kind of run the the short of it is. <clears throat> There's some character called. So annoyingly, we didn't watch it with Please subtitles either. Please don't say no. time. <laughs> No, we didn't watch it with subtitles either, so I feel like I've missed quite a lot of oh, it. Oh, that was a like, mistake. We were talking and stuff, and there's no better way of learning a new fucking fantasy world um, than watching it without subtitles. Like I mm. thought that I thought I thought Rosamund Pike's character's name was Lorraine for a while. It's Moraine, but no, it's it's basically like. Uh, there's a character called the dragon who's been reborn and if the dragon goes to the dark one and then it's like they're trying to figure out who the dragon is moraine slash lorraine is some kind of witch who has a protector guy called like who's bound to her it's it's and then there's there's like full of fantasy tropes i'm enjoying it i've done a very bad job of explaining it because i've had i'm very tired and um I, I want to watch it again because like watching it with other people is fine. But like if you, if, if everyone's not sat in silence, then it's like, it's easy to get distracted. And so I want to, I want to rewatch it, but no, it's cool. It's like Amazon have thrown <clears throat> a ton of money behind it. 
Uh, it looks really good. It's a mix of like practical and um, CGI. So the monsters who are called like the Trollocs. Oh yeah, because I thought it was Trollop for a while. Uh, it's not, it's Trolloc. They look really, really good. There's like this scene where they come and like absolutely destroy a village. And I thought they were great. But the problem is, and I in no way mean this to sound reductive, but there's so much Lord of the Rings in it that sometimes yes, it's yes, genuinely just very difficult to focus on it because it's like, it's like even even some lines are the same or some lines are like very, very similar. Like there's a super similar line where it's like, um, oh, we don't, Harry. no, we don't get to decide. <laughs> very Lord it's of like, the Rings, damn. Very Lord of the Rings. Oh, we, uh, we have yeah. to do what we were made with in the time we were born. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I knew that it was like my dad's favorite line in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It all the it's time. like, you know, although it could, you know, that line is kind of in there and, or at least done in a different sort of way. There are some, some beats that are exactly the same. Uh, even some of the way that it's shot, like there's a scene where they're they're escaping on horseback and running through a, a forest, and I was like, it's even like I've seen this before. Is that yeah. a consequence of the books, or is that the adaption to the? Because that's weird if it was an, the adaption, because Amazon's already yeah. doing a Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, spending a hot what is it, hot billion on that show. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it is weird, but like. At the same time, at least for me, it has kind of made it easier for me to watch, I guess, in a weird way, because it's given me a point of reference, because I, I don't have it in me right now to read 14 books, um, you know. 14. So, yeah, it's 14. Uh, yeah, it's 14, and each one of them's like 800 plus pages long. Yeah. Like- Jesus. <laughs> Um, but I think, I think it's really, it's really good. Like I, I was really enjoying it. I'm glad that they did like the first three episodes and then the rest of it is going to be done weekly. Um, but I think at the same time, it's not got any like glaring issues just yet. I just think it is quite funny how close to Lord of the Rings it is. And, and I mean, that's, like I said, I don't want to be reductive, but you watch that show and you tell me that's not riffing off something. (laughs) Um, so I, I was I did buy I, I used my Audible credit this month to get the there's a new audiobook version of it that Rosamund Pike is um, narrating and I think she's very good in it so I've, I've got that but other than that the in terms of famous faces Bruce Bolton from Game of Thrones is in there but everyone else is pretty much an unknown which I think is quite mm. cool um, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of that. But ultimately, I've not really been doing much else. That's it. Lovely. I mean, there's uh, not not a lot to do outside of Halo these days. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, can't, can't be blamed. Can't be blamed for that. I there's so many uh, stuff we have to do, Tam. <laughs> like, we're running out of time to do <laughs> things. <laughs> I started watching Arcane, which is... Uh, a bit of sweet thing to do right now, um, kind of given the issues around Riot. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm oh, glad you said that because I was like, it. I, I, I right now can't bring myself to watch it because of that yeah. because it feels like I, everyone says like animation's incredible, storytelling's incredible. I was like, yeah, that's all yeah, very well and good, but you're not exactly reconciling there... with what's yeah, anything. Yeah, I kind of stopped <laughs> because I was of that. gonna. I was going to ask, um, I know that they've had stuff kind of 
off and on for a while. Is there anything recent that happened that I'm not aware of? No, it is it is the same thing, but like okay. um uh, and like there's there's some reports of things getting better at Riot, but I think that the thing is like for me, the decision I, I I decided to stop watching it. Like, um, I mean, I only started like on Friday, Saturday, um, and I was like, okay, I gotta stop. Is because people were pointing out the hypocrisy of calling out Activision while you know, on, on the other side, you know, um, enjoying something from Riot without mm. kind of you know making applying the same level of scrutiny. And although there are reports that things are improving, or there are at least. Uh, good faith attempts at addressing it ultimately the situation is still the situation and there's still a great deal of people who the great deal of work to be done there so because of that i was like you know what it kind of hits me in a way where it's like i can't i can't one day say activision sucks and the other be like this is great and everyone should watch arcane um and it's tricky because like the other thing is obviously there's a lot of people that work on that show and various other things that aren't involved in that but ultimately like you have to make the decision for yourself because the fact of the matter is that is supporting the same company it is part of a, a a kind of um an ecosystem where you watch one thing that seems far removed from the other thing and whether you see it happen or not there is a knock-on effect of benefit where you know, people are no doubt going to be watching Arcane, looking at those characters and then going, where's this come from? Yeah. League of Legends, Riot, you know, just by having that awareness, you are helping them. So uh, your mileage may vary where you are able to create that separation a bit more because there are people, like we said, that worked in on Arcane that have nothing to do with Riot or even, you know, the, the issues happening there. They are just honest to, you know, honest to goodness people who are doing their craft and making trying to make the best thing that they can and to those people if you are listening based on what i've seen you have made something very very cool and um you know it, it is something that i watched two or three episodes of and i was like this is actually fantastic and um hopefully we can i can get to a position where i feel better about watching the rest of it but that will only come when i feel that um it is shown that Riot is improving in a material and and like uh, appreciable way for 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 the people who work there. The conditions are getting better, um, and the general behavior of that company is getting better. At which point, I will probably reconsider and and carry on <laughs> watching it because, like I said, it's it is it is good. Jordan, I know you've been. And it's like the story of this, you know, these siblings and this ho- horrible yeah. situation that they find. There I say you stole my thunder because heart. I was going to mention the riot stuff when. <laughs> You kicked it over to me for (laughs) Arcane. Uh, Uh Sonia Ahmed uh, on Twitter has been putting like a lot of like uh, good tweets out about the situation. And I urge people to uh, go look at them um, just for like more information and context. And like there is like more stuff out there because it's it's one of those things that it's such a shame because the show is phenomenal. Uh, Like probably easily within like the top 10 of things that I've watched this year, but like the situation behind it at riot is just Mm. so problematic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I was going to say it's like wheel of time, like it's a similar deal. Like it's made by Amazon and there's all that shit happening in Amazon and has been for years. It's like, yeah. Oh, Amazon's making it. I thought they were just, no, it's an Amazon. It's an Amazon Prime platform. original, and so I it's mean, like, like it, it's 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 one of those things where 
it's becoming harder and harder to reconcile with um well there's no ethical consumerism under capitalism is there but especially yeah, not I mean, when like... the, especially <laughs> not when people are fucking shit yeah I, I think like the the thing that the place that i've got to it is like ev- ev- most people's like uh, that are in in these kind of like creative positions sadly you're going to find a lot of them are, are going to suck and the the thing that i think of it as is like don't make people who who consume that stuff feel bad for their decisions because i don't know i don't think there's something unless unless that thing is outright awful like even stuff like harry potter like um jk rowling is a transphobe and and an all-round terrible person but we had that one you know that message come out from daniel radcliffe a little while back who completely divorced his movies and the thing that people took away from it from jk rowling and in in as many words denounced her and like you get situations like that where these things can mean a lot to a lot of people and they can often mean that and they can often consume that completely separate from the author the intent you know Mm. you read and consume harry potter and that for the most part for most people the i know like people have gone back and re-examined harry potter and there's elements of problematic material in there that now uh, come to light given the context of jk rowling but there's a vast amount of people that have that didn't pick up on that and instead what they have picked up is something that has been life-changing and affirmative for them and you know has helped them in different ways and has shaped them and you have the same thing for stuff like wheel of time and the thing is like you just need to apply your own kind of um good sense and morals to it and decide whether it's, this is something that you you personally can do and as other people the best we can do is show some humanity and some grace to people who 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 like you know consume that content and not shame them into it that's where it really crosses the line for me when sure, someone's like yeah. oh I, I watched i read harry potter and then someone else out of nowhere comes along with a sucker punch with you know you know jk rowling's a transphobe and you're like yeah but you know it's just yeah you know? mm. yeah, yeah. And, and then i would say also like reverse it's the same thing where like i've seen people yeah. be like you should still buy call of duty because you know a lot of people worked really hard on it and you shouldn't let their hard work go to waste and i'm like that's a good point but if mm-hmm. i personally don't feel comfortable like i just don't yes. want to play it because it just makes me f- personally like feel very gross and uncomfortable like you also should respect that and i think that's yeah. kind of what we're saying it's a, it's a very personal thing yeah it's a very individual thing that you, as long as you feel good about it yourself and you feel like your choice comes from an honest and good place that you feel isn't destructive to anyone else and isn't actively if you're like i'm gonna buy this thing because i support these awful views then i, I don't know what to say to you you're, you're yeah, a bad you're, person but you're part um, of the problem like yeah you're part of the problem but if it's like you know i love this thing and i feel like i can derive something other than this horrible message that now has come to light or from this person like that's that's up to you man. and i hope that mm-hmm. no one shames you for it because i certainly won't yeah um yeah uh but yeah uh arcane go jordan <laughs> Uh, and like, and like, I, I am a hypocritical person because, like, I, I, I installed Valorant the other day, and I'm like, that's that's like, you know, a game that I, I like a lot. I mean, thankfully, Halo came along and it's great, so I haven't actually played a Valorant, but like, it's just it's there. it's there, you know, and and like, those are, those are those. That's just 
yeah, it is what it is, sadly. And I, I mean, I don't intend to fire up Valorant, thankfully, due to Halo. But if I do, I'll have to grapple with that myself. So, Tam, the UNSC kidnapped small children and forced them to become Fuck. Spartans. I think you uh, need to examine that before Shit. you consider playing Halo. Okay? Everything is like, bad. Everything sucks. Um, the lore you know about Halo suck? is wild. <laughs> yeah, the, do you know what doesn't suck? Our listeners who have sent in hey. questions. We have a lot of questions. Oh, yeah, we have lots of questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. Uh, if you would like to send in a question and be part of our a lot of questions pile, you can do that by emailing us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or joining excuse me, while I burp our Discord. Um, if you want in on our Discord, you can at me and or Lucy or Lucy and uh, on Twitter and we'll give you a entry. I had a couple of people uh, DM me and, and ask for entry. And I will say, if you've got literally nothing on your Twitter profile, I find that suspicious. I find that slightly suspicious. Um, so you want to be careful. I know there's not a lot of people who, you know, there's some people who don't use Twitter, but I had a few people where I went into their timelines and I was like, hmm, not sure about this one. Seems a bit weird. <laughs> but uh, first question comes from the GameSpot Discord. Lucy, can you read it, please? Is it is this from is this from Discord? Oh, no, this was an email. This, was an email, this is from AJ, email. so afterdarkpodcast.gamespot.com. Uh, this one's from AJ. Hey, After Dark crew, have any of you had any trouble with your hands, wrists, or otherwise as the years have gone on? <laughs> mm, I'm nearly 25. <laughs> I'm nearly 25, but my doctor told me my hands are, to use the clinical term, fucked up due to how much time I spend gaming, combined with my job that requires one hand on a mouse most of the day, plus my side work in video editing. Have any of you needed to adjust your habits over time? Have you tried different controllers, gloves, and wrist guards or otherwise? Have you considered taking a Deus Ex route and getting new hands? All the best, <laughs> and I hope you're having a great day, whatever time you happen to be recording. If I could replace oh, my hands with robot hands, fully functioning Adam Jensen. Oh, I thought you meant like in Futurama and then just become really good at <laughs> yeah, like just, the holographic oh, flute thing. That too, yeah. No, they just chop them off. Would you Let's really go. though? Would you sacrifice your biological perfectly working hands, or well, maybe not perfectly working, but workable mm. hands for artificial ones, even if you yeah. had like the most guarantee that they would work knowing that like at any time that like if something broke with them you'd have to like mm. like it's you one of those to, things where people always argue a... that they're like what? oh i would totally replace my body parts with like artificial ones i'm like i don't know like once you make no. that transition there's no like you'll going have to take an apple care choice. plan out on it you'll like, need to <laughs> go to the genius bar mm. every time your middle finger keeps accidentally popping up in the middle of normal conversation yeah. and stuff like that mm. someone will hack your arm like one day you'll try and put like Witcher three on your arm and it will break your arm and all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, my arm's gonna be like listening to me and like yeah, I'm gonna be like at the supermarket and my arm will just like pick up like a bottle of Heinz ketchup and being like, no, you 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 should buy this and I'd be like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> oh well, no. If, if my arm <laughs> says it, then I'm gonna have to do it. That's how paid product placement works in the future. They can buy like limited <laughs> yeah. use of people's arms to grab their products. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, anyone anyone got any problems? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't pull on that thread. Um, <laughs> I have really bad repetitive strain injury, and particularly mm. in my right wrist. So I typically spend most of my day using an ergonomic mouse. 
Um, I have to take breaks pretty regularly. There is a really great guy on TikTok who I think is like HP for gamers, but he specifically is a person, uh, is a um, physiotherapist who works with esports players and he and gamers, and he um does stretches and stuff that are good just for people who um who game a lot and who use their wrists um to game and also stretches to help your back and neck and eyesight and like a lot of help with ergonomics so he's Mm. really good um but my i also hold all my tension in my shoulders so that doesn't help it just basically means that i'm like on top of having a bad wrist i'm also tensing and like i've got a lot of neck and back pain Mm. um i don't typically use wrist guards or gloves or anything just because you you need to stretch out those muscles because the like part of the problem is is like you're you're gripping for so long and it gets like stuck and it's not moving and so having a wrist guard and whatever yes it it it's holding it and it feels a bit better but really you need to be working on the muscle and so mm-hmm. wrist guards for me I don't think they're very helpful to full time recovery mm. um, so yeah. Yeah, I have uh, problems in both wrists because of my many, 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 many years of playing fighting games at the arcade. Um, left left hand being used to move the stick and then right hand smacking uh, keys that back in the day had little to no resistance or cushioning or padding. So you were just smashing your fingers onto wooden like frames constantly. And the impact of that has, has caused some problems with my right wrist and and uh, left wrist as well so yeah like loose is pretty much part on like taking regular breaks um i have used wrist guards in the past where it's been very very painful if i'm like i'll have times where i'm typing and um there'll be shooting pains up and down my arm and um in that scenario like if it doesn't like ease off i'll I was like, um, wear a wrist guard, like, and it's usually a couple of days and then it's a little more bearable, but I have to take regular breaks and do stretches and that kind of stuff. And I try not to play, um, on arcade sticks as much as possible. Thankfully, the good thing about arcade sticks these days is they're way better made and they're way more, um, ergonomic in terms of design. Mm. A lot of them have cushioning and padding for when you're pressing buttons so that you're, when you're like quickly moving around, it can be hard to control um like pressure with with the old arcades as, as well or the pressure of you like actually hitting the button because you're just you're reacting on instinct and it can be and you're moving quickly from one button to another and it's like it can be tricky um uh to to regulate that so that's why it causes that but these days there's some measures in place to make that a bit easier but yeah definitely feeling it definitely feeling the the age uh and mm. definitely regretting all those years of street fighter king of fighters marvel as capcom in in the chip shops and arcades around uh, london do you think you could sue capcom i would never i would i could never they give me <laughs> it would the, take you the to pain task. Yeah, like. the, yeah. <laughs> the pain the pain the pain uh, is far outweighed by the sheer amount of joy that company has brought me so i'll, I'll let that's it pass fair. that's fair time. Let's pass on this time. Uh, Anyone else? I I feel very... Oh, go for it, John Luke. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, I feel very lucky that I don't have issues with my wrists, although it does feel like an inevitability at this point. Like, my mom has, uh, has, like, arthritis and stuff like that and had to get surgery um, to kind of, like, get that fixed. Uh, But I do occasionally, after long extended plays on keyboard, I get... um, like, cramps in, like, the muscles in the palm of my hand uh, or, like, sometimes my pinky 
will just really, really hurt. Uh, and I just like can't use my pinky for a while, um, which sucks. Um, yeah. But yeah, thankfully nothing. Right now it's just, I just kind of stop doing things and eventually it goes away. But yeah, it like I said, it just kind of feels like an inevitability at this point, you yeah. know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Jordan? I'll say most of most of my injuries are uh, lingering issues from uh, my more athletic days. Like my left knee will just forever be fucked for playing volleyball and just like mm. jumping up and down and landing on it for five hundred times yeah. every single day for like four yeah. years. Like there's oh. just no <laughs> recovering. From that, um, I don't have many gamer-related injuries, although sometimes uh, my uh, right hand does uncomfortably uh, clam up, and I think it's because I play a stupid amount of shooters and Rocket League, which are both games where I am constantly pressing down on the right trigger for extended periods of time, and it is beginning to fuck with my right hand. Which is great. It's not like my it's my dominant hand or anything that I need it for shit. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> Aging is fine. Ergonom- ergonomic <laughs> mouse, man. Ergonomic <laughs> mouse. Genuine game changer. But do they have RGB lights on them? <laughs> you know what? I actually now exists. use I actually unuse my left hand for my mouse specifically to try to avoid this injury getting worse. I switched over to just using my oh, mouse yeah. with my left hand and I'm like I don't use my left hand for Ooh. anything except now working on my computer. <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting adaptation you've made there. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Jean-Luc, can you read the next question, please? Yes. Uh, hello, I saw Dune, but not in IMAX. I used to think the dawn of VR would bring a wave of IMAX filmmaking since you could use a headset to simulate at in-home IMAX screen. What do y'all think? Would you watch IMAX films in VR? Is there a possibility of this in the future? Thanks for the awesome show, Mike. That's Mike in the Discord. Um, that's a cool idea, actually. I've, I didn't think about that, but... Because um, I was also watching Dune and I, um, the other day, finally, and I was, like, thinking about, like, oh, man, this probably would have been really cool to see in IMAX um, just because of, like, how that film is. And... I feel like if VR headsets, you'd it they would still need to get to the point where like it no longer feels like you're wearing have, a headset. For you're two wearing and a, half a headset hours. because I think you would just get uncomfortable <laughs> and you're like adjusting and like the resolution quality can maybe affect the enjoyment. But like as far as actually capturing the the feeling of an IMAX screen, I think it totally could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my my biggest problem is that I I just can't do. VR and I uh, but I also think like resolution wise it's gonna be a long time until you get it in your home it's as good as it's gonna be on a screen I think it would be really cool though I think it would like if it worked I just don't know if the tech is there just yet right because IMAX resolution is like that's wild uh, it's like 16k native or something insane like that like it's yeah like to actually like it still wouldn't be true IMAX yeah. For a very long time. Yeah. This thing, like I haven't, I haven't done a Vive or a, a Valve Index or anything for a while, so I'm basing this just like solely on PSVR. But it's like, given that that's you know a lot easier to get and a lot cheaper, but it everything always seems like a little bit blurry to me. 
mm. in that. And so I think that's honestly part of the reason why I get so sick with it. But if in the future, I would love that. Cause, but at the same time, like, it would only be when you would be watching stuff by yourself, right? Yeah. Because otherwise... I mean, in, in the future, like, with the way technology works, like, I think the dream of VR is to eventually virtual reality doesn't require even a headset. It's just mm. like superimposing a reality Put it in my around eyes. you, which like we're probably decades, centuries away from something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to be able to sit on my couch at home and then like simulate actually being in the movie theater around me with my Plug friends. Plug me into the oasis. <laughs> Ooh, Ready Player One. Oh, no. yeah, I know. In twenty twenty one. I don't think we're ready for it for a while, but we'll get there, I think. That could be cool. Uh, Jordan, can you read the next question? Sure. Uh, from Hindubs, what's your go-to karaoke song, either to pack or clear out the room at the GameSpot holiday party? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a go-to uh, karaoke song. Uh, I have a playlist. So well, that's not one song, yeah. Lucy. No. Uh, well, my go-to song. Wait, let me look at my playlist. Um, this is a chastity-ass question. Oh yeah. This is a Matt Espinelli ass question. I I I like my friend Cat and I always do "Always" by Bon Jovi. Um, I will tell you what song you don't want to do at karaoke, and that's "Head Like a Hole," which me and my friend Pete did. Uh, it just doesn't work as a karaoke song um but there was another one that does really like obviously you know you've got your journeys you've got your bostons they work very well i like doing it in excess but no one really knows it so well they do know it but it's like it's not gonna be a proper banger um phil collins surprisingly good at karaoke but always, always by Bon Jovi is my is my go to karaoke song, and Cat um, and I know like legit every single note, even the the outro bits where they're like singing and it's like always that bit, like we know the whole mm-hmm. thing. So also Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. Alanis Morissette for, for Brian. Oh okay. Alanis Morissette, you ought to know, is an amazing karaoke song because if you are holding any anger. It helps. Hmm. Jean Luc. Oh, I can't sing, so you I would never be caught dead uh singing karaoke yeah, in front of same. other people. I have seen um, you do karaoke tomorrow. Yeah, it wasn't good, well, was it? I if, enjoyed it. If, the if worst if part I could, of karaoke though. for me is like karaoke, everyone else can enjoy it because they're all some level of intoxicated mm. i am completely sober one <laughs> listening to everyone else two having to go up and do karaoke without being slightly inebriated and thus having like my um inhibitions mm-hmm. loosened tam so weeb like, karaoke is so good though when you have dude, like 12 people singing the pokemon it wing it, singing the pokemon, I did pokemon theme song i did pokemon like, <laughs> that is ideal i was gonna I say did, like i did pokemon and uh a, a stormzy song if, if if in the right setting and maybe it would be like a group care like we're all singing if if we want if you don't want to do like some snake eater 
Maybe if some uh, me, yeah. some Bakami Thai, maybe oh. like just any of the Like I will, I will do that. You can give me that. any number of like full male alchemist Naruto like bleach yeah. openings. I can do those. Um, Heaven's divide. Next time we're in the office. Let's just gather everyone and we'll go into For the me, bathroom and we'll do the Halo theme. For me, the tricky thing is. <laughs> <laughs> Like for me time. the tricky thing is like i feel better about doing it when i can hear the song as well and sing mm. along to the person yes so if it was like yes if it's just just the song and then i have to sing it that's where i'm like i, I struggle with it but if it's like i can match better mm-hmm. and that that especially goes for like japanese songs like i can do i can do bluebird bluebird from naruto and but oh, i need to hear the Japanese version of it so I can match it. Otherwise, like my tempo goes all over the place. And then also my, my pronunciation of the Japanese words might start to falter here and there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Uh, I, I like how Lucy had an me. actual answer. Yeah, Lucy <laughs> okay. is our karaoke cowards. queen. You know, our resident karaoke <laughs> queen now. now by, by, I was going to say by default because Chastity and Matt Espinelli aren't here anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're still alive. They're still alive. They're still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's because uh, yeah, we we go. I mean, the there was one time I went to karaoke in uh, Tokyo with our friend Ken Tam, and he did the mm-hmm. he did Cruel Angel's thesis, and it was the greatest yeah, thing I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, he done it. Same thing. Me and Peter were sitting in a bar, and he just went up there, and oh my god, he just belted out uh, Cruel Angel's thesis, and it was incredible he ne- obviously is a native japanese spin- singer and he was doing it you could tell he was doing it for me and peter he was doing it for me and peter because <laughs> he like locked eyes with us and we were like thank you and he just damn that's passion destroyed it Aww. he just destroyed it and i was like ken you're a legend <laughs> um but yeah um i've been to karaoke in ages it's always fun like uh, mm. I-, I love going to karaoke because like I'm not a good singer, but I love seeing other people having Same. fun doing karaoke. Yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. But it's always awkward when like I've been to karaoke with, or I have had karaoke groups where they're like, "We don't, you you shouldn't come because you don't sing." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough." But like, but I still like being there sometimes. Like when I went with Lucy and Kat and you guys, you were like, "Yeah, whatever, just sit in the corner. It's fine. Yeah. Do whatever you want." Like I and I had like a great time because you get to see your friends being like super happy and excited yeah. and stuff. And I'm being idiots. Can, like I think that's yeah, the part idiots. of it. It's like yeah, it is and, fun. And, like, <laughs> like my my pact is like if you let me come to karaoke and not sing i will buy you drinks that's where but that's also where but I'm also at. you respect the laws of karaoke and that you don't film people and don't post film it, it don't take pictures yeah mm-hmm. well i take yeah, i take not- pictures but i i i do like oh yeah, yeah. The, the good yeah. shots you know i don't try and make you look shit yeah when we went you, d- I was you do that too of you, you take too. Yeah, you take the good you were, like, pics yeah, but like occasionally I'll do a song, but very rarely. If we we should do weeb karaoke, that would be fucking so weeb karaoke. <laughs> Let's go. Wait, did you say weeb uh, like I did, or did you say weed karaoke? Because those are I mean, two different types karaoke of on weed. Let us go. Like, <laughs> that would be great. Let's get let's get Hyam back. Let's get Chastity back. Let's get Espinelli back. Peter, let's get it. Um, yeah. Uh, final uh, question comes from Serious Business. Um, I'm so excited for the Halo campaign. But traditionally, my best mate and I always play together on legendary Coop Cop. Um, we're going to have to wait until sometime in the new year to play. Are there any games that you will only play co-op? What have been your favorite co-op experiences? I think I'm in a similar... I, I play Halo solo and then co-op. So I will yeah. play solo. Um, 
But this feels no. This feels like I'm. <laughs> uh, I'm so sad. Like, Halo Cop's been I'm delayed. Halo Cop's been delayed. <laughs> this feels like one that you can get away with playing single player and feel good about doing that because it is open okay, world. You have to a degree. played it. Um, oh yeah, I was just yes, thinking I that. I have played it. I'm like, how how are you talking with this level of confidence? That <laughs> just but just normal person on the internet like watches one it's trailer. Me, average yeah. person. <laughs> Um, like I, those people are simultaneously my favorite, and they're the stupidest people on the internet. Where they're like, first trailer comes out, they're like, game of the year. I'm like, shut up! You have no idea. This is going to be the best game ever, based on what, my dude? Like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, because it's the open world and the structure, I feel like it's it's also way more conducive to to like single player um, than previously. But also, mm-hmm. it's kind of way more conducive to open world where you can have hijinks and and that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think. I think it is a good case to be made for double dipping on it and just playing single player, getting familiar with it, and then doing it again later on when, you know, next year when it's out and being like, yeah, I could run through this again. And you'll probably do it in half the time and have a lot of fun as well. And Legendary gives you that extra challenge too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But other than that, Gears, I love Gears um, on, on the co-op. I've yep. played pretty much all of those through in co-op. And then other than that, I had a lot of fun with the original Crackdown um in co-op just waiting for my friend to jump awkward jump his way up a building get near the top and then fire a rocket just in front of them so they fall all the way down that's, mm. that was my life and i loved it <laughs> um oh man growing up is basic like i have a sister but we didn't live together so i had to play all my games solo forever alone um but i did i had a really good time when we all played borderlands 3 in mm. co-op despite yeah, not enjoying cool. Borderlands 3. But I thought, yeah, like, just, the best just way to kind of that game. <laughs> dicking, dicking around mm-hmm. in that was really, really fun that I enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, Tam, you, you, me, and Cardi tried to do Halo. Uh, where did we start? Reach? Yeah, we started with God, Reach on the but Master the, Collection. But it's the netcode is yeah. bad. Like, basically, if you were the host, you had to basically your game would lag all the way through and it, we we had to trade off but like you would only play until someone got How's motion sick the, and then it was the like your chief version yeah like, yeah because okay. like, i remember Cardi, that when i played reach back well no because cardi's back <laughs> in the uk and tam and i are over here and it just like it was not playing nice yeah. at all um so i i am genuinely it. very excited to do um infinite and co-op because i think like it's from we've been playing with folks in the uk and it's definitely got its shit together um yeah so i mean i hope maybe master chief collection has had some little upgrades there as well maybe could try i believe it has yeah i'm so excited for an uh open-ended halo game that i'll be able to play with friends because like the closest we've had to an open-ended halo game was halo 3 odst which i imagine would have been phenomenal in like a um much more open-ended uh segment and i'm like i i love the idea of just messing around in an open world getting up to shenanigans with some of my friends nice um yeah co-op games are good in it Uh, thank you for listening games are good in it thank you for listening to episode 121 of the game is pot after dark podcast um (laughs) You can find us on Twitter. I am at Tamor H, and I'm on Twitch at Tamor H as well. And you know, find me, do stuff. Uh, Jean Luc, where you at? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jean Ksaipke, Uh I guess. I don't know. I feel like I don't really mm-hmm. post much there anymore. Cause... Not post it. Yeah, I'm just trying to not be on Twitter, you know? That's like... Oh, you're trying to lead a healthy life. Yes, Mm. I'm trying to be be a better person. Small. (laughs) What's that like? I am still there occasionally, (laughs) posting pictures of my my nerd gaming setup. That, for some reason, people like. I was like, okay, I'll just just post that stuff. It looks really good, though. (laughs) Thank you. Jordan? Uh, find me at, uh, J. Bramay. Remember everyone to egg the house of your fellow colonizer in the U.S. this Thursday? Oh, wait, when is this <laughs> podcast coming out? Friday. It'll be Friday. Damn it, it'll be too late. <laughs> Clean up the egg. <laughs> uh, Lucy. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Twitch at Lucy James Games. I just, you know... Get that Ryman username. Uh, and um, have a, I hope everyone has a nice break this weekend. It's Thanksgiving is such a weird um, holiday for me because I don't, I don't celebrate. Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. it. And then I'm like, oh, four-day weekend. All right. I'll take that, though. Four days? Well, we, we're well, off Thursday, Friday. We're off Thursday and Friday. I thought it was just Friday. No, mate. Let's go. Oh. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday's the actual <laughs> Thanksgiving day. You think day. that we would be off for Thursday and then be forced to come back in to work on Friday? Well, if you work Black oh, actually, Friday, that's true. No. Black Friday. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay. <laughs> See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye.